Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you give a big hand to Colby? She literally... <laughs> out of everybody um, that I know, Colby juggles more things. Uh, if you know her, she... She juggles an awful lot, including in her personal life, and so we're just super grateful for what she does for our church family. Um, welcome. Uh, welcome to those of you at Park Collective. Uh, an extra special welcome if you're new. Um, we don't take it for granted that, that you're here. We, we don't um, take it for granted that you would intentionally choose to spend time with the family, and so thank you for, for being here. Thank you for being you, and welcome. We're, we're glad you're here. Uh, if you are new or you're not familiar, today's a little, little bit like when you put popcorn into the microwave and, you know, it starts to bounce all over. That's kind of what service feels like this week is, is we just have some stuff that we um, want to, as part of this series, part of Global, is just expand what God is doing. So you got to hear from Lyle about a start point, right, that, that maybe you have people in your life that you're like, how do I get them started in the faith? Uh, they have so many questions, and, and so you just heard there's a great option, and, and, and the heart is this invitation, right, that you would invite them and walk with them um, is, is kind of the goal and the hope of that. And it kind of ties into this whole series we're in, the idea of starts and ends, that, that if you haven't been with us, um, we've been looking at this idea that it starts with you. That was week one, right, that it starts with you. And what we mean by that is there's intentionality that what has been given to you by God, it started with you. When you said yes to Jesus, that was a start point. And that start point, you don't know where it ends. You don't know what the growth is like in your life. You don't know where God's going to take you, how he's going to walk with you. You also don't know the end point of who you give that to. And so we looked at scripture, the whole narrative of scripture, how God has always been moving and, and it's through relationships. And so the start point he's created in you is intended to be given away through relationships. And along with that, then into we moved into week two, and if you remember, we talked about this idea of how you view God will determine my response to God. And so we looked at Isaiah chapter six and the prophets there, and he gets this glimpse of heaven, and it's out of seeing God for who he is. He essentially goes, I'm done. I should be destroyed. Like when I see God for who he really is, I understand who I am and I should be destroyed. And it's in that moment that there's this cleansing and mercy and grace that comes from the throne of God. And the response to cleansing and mercy and grace is Isaiah goes, here I am, send me. And so what started with him now moves to the point where he goes, hey, I'll go anywhere, God, anywhere you call me. Whatever this looks like, I'll go. And I don't know about you where you're at in your journey, but when you get to the point where you're like, okay, God, anywhere you want me to go, I will go. That opens up the whole world. That doesn't hold it to a single location. And so we talked about last week that we've got to do the wrestling with the Lord. If, hey, what you've started with me, where do you want it to go? Where do you want to take it? And then along with that, that, that today, if, if the Lord doesn't give you a place, then where you are, start there. And so as we move forward today, it's kind of around this, this idea of, okay, it starts with me. I've said, yes, I'll go. Then, then how do we do this? What's it for? And so I got a question for you. 
if you've met Jesus and Jesus has rescued you, why are you still here? So, so if you've met Jesus, I said yes to Jesus, why are you still breathing? Right? Why, why hasn't he removed you from the planet? I, I can help you out. It's not for your house. Right? You're not here to get a bigger house. You're not here to get the exact plot of land you wanted. How do I know that? It says in the Bible that naked you were born and naked you'll leave. You're not taking anything with you. So, so why are you here? Why has God still got you here breathing? There's intentionality to that, right? There's purpose to that. And today I want to lean into that purpose because if God's still got you here breathing and he's got you in this location and maybe he's calling you to other locations, but whatever that looks like, you need to answer the call. Here am I, send me. Where's he sending you? And we learn a lot about the model of what Jesus did. He's sending you to people. Why? Because people, people have always mattered to God. It's the reason God showed up in the person of Jesus. It's the reason that you go to the school you go to. It's the reason that you go to work that you go to. It's the reason that you're in the neighborhood that you're in. It's the reason that you're in Prescott, Arizona. It's the reason that he's potentially calling you to other spaces. Why? Because God has always cared about people and he started something in you that doesn't end with you. And so he's calling you to take it and go. So how do we do that? There's a, there's a model that we see in the person of Jesus. And in Mark chapter 4... In verse 18, it says this. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And so what we see in the kind of the model of Jesus is there's this moment when Jesus now interacts with with this, this group of young men and he intentionally does some things with them. The first one is in verse 19 where it says, come, follow me. That, that word come is that he intentionally chose them, right? And this isn't popular in our day and age at all. Because if you think about it, there is a crowd of people. There were a lot of fishermen. And it doesn't say that Jesus chose everyone. It says that he intentionally chose Simon and Andrew. He intentionally chose the sons of Zebedee. So out of everybody, Jesus, the picture here is that Jesus goes along and he goes, I'll take you, you, not you, you, not you, you. He intentionally chose. That Jesus had intentionality to who he moved towards. That Jesus had intentionality when he stepped into a moment where he is now fulfilling the plan like we talked about in week one of what God has sent him to do. I mean, think about this for a second. He intentionally chooses this group of young men. And he, it's not everyone, it's not random, and they're not the best. 
right? In fact, it's believed that, that if you look at the first, the culture from the first century, it's believed that these guys had failed out of religious school. They were religious dropouts. Anybody else in the room thankful that Jesus chooses religious dropouts, right? What happened is he goes along and he's picking those. He's intentionally calling out. And, And then you get to the next part where it says, come, follow me. That follow me, if you're taking notes, that he invited them to become. So, so he intentionally goes, hey, I'm choosing you. Now I'm choosing you to become. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, the invitation was, hey, come do life with me. Come to every setting with me. Come to, come to every moment with me. When I walk on water, you'll be there. When I feed 5,000, you'll be there. When I give a message, you'll be there. When we go and raise the dead girl, you'll be there. When I'm going to pray, you'll be there. Right? He invited them to all of life. When we're just sitting around the table at a wedding laughing, you'll be there. Right? When we're dancing at the wedding, you'll be there. And so what he invites them, he invites them to become. And the goal of this is, right, that we use this word disciple, that he was inviting them to be disciples. Now, disciple is someone who follows, which is why he says, follow me. The idea of following is that you would become. What would you become like? You'd become like your rabbi. Who is the rabbi? The rabbi is Jesus. The hope for these young boys is that they will become like Jesus. I mean, think think about it for a second. He left 11 boys. Right? In charge. 11 boys in charge. And he goes, you've walked with me for three and a half years. You get it. So much so that John, in 1 John chapter 4, John writes this about this idea of of who we are. And in verse 16, it says this, And so we know... And rely on the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever loves in, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love, we love because he first loved us. What John's saying is we, we, we love, right? He's going, we love because I've experienced what? The love of God. I got to walk alongside it. And what is his conclusion? That in this world, in this world, we, we are like Jesus. So, so how does this transfer? Jesus selects a group of people. And in selecting a group of people, he hands to them what? Become like me. What did Jesus do? Well, he chose a group of people intentionally. Then he invited them to what? Become. And as he invited them to become, I want you to catch the last part in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, the end of verse 19, it says, And I will send you out. I will send you out. I will. I will. Send you out to fish for people. He initiated calling. He initiated calling. What is he calling them to? At this point, he's not calling them to what? 
go chase people. He's saying, come and be with me. And then he goes, this is what you will do. You will go and make that, that fishers of men, you will go and make disciples. Why are you here? Why are you still breathing? It's that you would make disciples. What does it look like to make a disciple? Is there someone in your life today that you can intentionally choose? Right, that God's put in your world and you just make it, you have intentionality to go, hey, I'm, I'm going to choose to invest. I'm going to choose to give away. What are you giving away? You're giving away what Jesus has given to you. If you have one day, one day of walking with Jesus, that's one day more than somebody who doesn't. You know what I love about Lyle's ministry? It's not intended that we as church people go, ooh, the church has this program, so I know somebody who doesn't know Jesus. I'm just going to send them to that. That's not the idea. The idea is that you would intentionally choose to move alongside somebody that doesn't know Jesus, and you would go, hey, I wanna, you want to walk with me? Because you got questions that I don't even know if I know how to answer them, but I would love to go and learn with you. And now you go with someone who has questions and you sit around a table and then you leave there and you go and get dinner and you go from dinner to later in the week inviting them to watch football. Just make sure you pick the right team. Okay? Baseball. Man, that's up there with hockey. Wow, we lost this whole moment. (laughs) But you invite them in. You intentionally choose and you invite them in. Why? That they would see Jesus in you and become like Jesus because of what they saw in you. That's how this is supposed to work. Hey, can I tell you, if you've been in church for a decade, you have an awful lot of Jesus to give away to somebody. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Because you have the opportunity to start something for someone and you don't know where it ends because you don't know what they'll do with it and where they'll go. But could you intentionally choose today? Could you look at your life and go, God, bring me names. Give me three. What's amazing with Jesus? Out of the 12, right? He chose 12 out of a crowd. And then he walked real closely with three. And could you initiate calling on their life that they would go? Would you guys pray with me? God, we just come before you today. You are our maker. You are our savior. You are the one that has started in us this salvation And so, God, we just say thank you for starting in us this revolution of our souls. Thank you for starting in us this deep, deep well of relationship with you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sacrifice and rescue. Thank you, God, that you gave us a model of how this thing works. And so would you give us courage to intentionally choose? Would you allow us to invite people close to become? 
that they would be disciples of you because of time spent with us. And God, would you initiate calling on their lives? And so God, in the next moments as we just sit, would your spirit bring to mind people that God, we need to move towards to give away what you've given to us. So God, the next moments are just yours. Speak names to us, faces. God, with those names and those faces, would you lead us in love towards those people? God, people you died for, people you care so deeply about, would you use us? Here we are, send us. God, before our head hits the pillow, would we extend invitations to become And God, we're excited for where this will go. Would you make us faithful, we pray, to follow you. Thank you for loving us first. And everybody said, amen.